In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, I'm Sarah. And I'm Toby. And this is the Whispering Woods Extra. This extra is all about... More New Orleans stories. Yes, I've got three more stories today to tell. Um, One is fairly short. Well, actually, all three are fairly short. One is um, a vampire story, the first one. And then I've got two more sort of ghosty stories. Right, are you ready for the first story? Yes, I am. The Carter brothers are a pair of legendary vampires from New Orleans who allegedly terrorised the city in the 1930s. According to the folklore, John and Wayne Carter were dock workers who lived in a red building on the corner of Royal and St Anne Streets in the French Quarter. They would lure unsuspecting victims mostly sex workers and homeless people, to their apartment and hold them captive for days or weeks, draining their blood from their wrists and drinking it from cups. They would then dispose of their corpses in a nearby swamp or dump them in the Mississippi River. The brothers were discovered when one of their victims, a young girl, managed to escape and ran to the police, telling them her horrifying story. The police followed her back to the Carter brothers' home, where they found four other half-dead captives and two more bodies wrapped in blankets. The police also noticed that the brothers had unusually large and sharp canine teeth, and that their apartment had no mirrors 
garlic or crosses. The brothers were arrested and confessed to being vampires, begging the police to kill them. They said they had no control over their bloodlust and that they had been living for centuries, moving from place to place and changing their names. They claimed to be descendants of the Count of Saint-Germain, a mysterious figure who was rumoured to be immortal and a master of alchemy, occultism and music. The police didn't believe their story and tried them as serial killers. They were convicted and sentenced to death. However, some people believe that the brothers did not die. One of the most intriguing aspects of the Carter brothers' story is the mystery of their coffins being empty. According to some sources, after the brothers were executed by electric chair, their bodies were placed in their family's funeral vault in a cemetery in New Orleans. But years later, when another Carter was being interred, the brothers' coffins were found to be empty with no trace of their remains. This led some people to believe that the brothers had somehow survived the execution and escaped, or that they were rescued by other vampires who freed them from their graves. There are different theories and speculations about what happened to the Carter brothers' bodies and where they are now. Some say they are still alive and roaming the streets of New Orleans, looking for new victims to feed on. Some say that they have left the city and moved to another place, changing their names and identities. Whilst others say they have been killed by vampire hunters or rival vampires, or that they met their true death by sunlight, fire or a stake through the heart. No one knows for sure what the truth is, and the Carter brothers' coffins remain empty to this day. The red building on Royal and St Anne, where they committed their crimes, is still standing and is said to be haunted and cursed by their presence. Some people claim to have seen them or their victims, and some even say that they have heard their voices whispering in the dark. We are the Carter Brothers, and we are vampires. Spooky. Oh, I love that story. It's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. So they went back to bury the relative and there were no bodies in the coffin. Coffins. (laughs) (laughs) Most definitely vampires. Can you imagine, though, what a shock that must have been for the police walking in to see all those bottles full of blood? I think, I don't know what I'd think at the moment. I'd probably throw up and just think these are like proper nut jobs. Mm. Yeah, like, they don't need to be locked up. They need to be dead, right? <laughs> I've got a confession, actually. <laughs> I've just, it just reminded me of this. Right, we had this shop where I used to live called Hignalls, and it was all um, and it was like a family, I think, who owned this little shop. And they had the shop, and they had a massive mansion, like big house behind the shop, and it all got flattened because they were um, building houses on it. Those houses are still there, they're in Hembury. So as it got flattened, as you do, a lady of us went over into the rubble and found a really, really ornate wine bottle full of red 
wine. And because we were stupid and we were kids, Natalie and I both took a sip and then were convinced that we were going to either die from poison or that we were going to turn into vampires because we were really in, like, the Lost Boys was out that time. And it was very much, it reminded us of the bottle from the Lost Boys, something like that. And we were convinced that, yep, death was coming or (laughs) we were going to be vampires. Yeah, the vampires are hemorrhoging. Yeah, neither of which which happened, unfortunately. But no, I meant no, I don't want to die. (laughs) I meant, you know, think about being a vampire. (laughs) Right, moving swiftly on, are you ready for the second story? Yes, I am. I'll share this story with you guys to see if I can get your opinion on it. I'm now 22 years old, but when I was a child, around the ages from 7 to 14, I would see a figure at night. It started randomly. Some nights in my home, I would just have a weird feeling of an evil presence, as if I was being watched, or as if someone else was in my home besides my mother and sister. When I had these feelings, I would hear sound coming from my living room of random movement. I knew no one was in there due to us having an alarm system, and it would go off if someone was in that room. Along with this, every so often, I would see a black figure in front of my room. He was a tall man who wore a long black trench coat and a black hat. He would keep the hat low, covering his face, so I could never see it. He would stand outside my room, but never faced me. He looked towards my mum's room, whose room was down the hall. Oftentimes, when I saw him, I had sleep paralysis and horrible dreams of me dying, and I tried to scream for help, but couldn't. This happened for years, but not every night, just every once in a while. Till Hurricane Katrina happened and we moved from our house and from New Orleans. After that, I never saw the man again. I thought nothing of this and put it down to my imagination and mind playing tricks on me. So years later, I was telling my mum about what I used to see and before I could finish or explain how he looked, she told me she'd seen him too, but when she was a little girl. She told me he would stand outside her room, looking at her, but she could not see his face, and he'd worn the same thing as the man I'd seen. To make this ordeal even creepier, I told my cousin of this experience, and he told me he thought he was the only person who'd had this ordeal, and described to me he'd seen exactly the same man. I also have a younger cousin who is 14, and was extremely scared of the dark and couldn't understand why till I told him stop sleeping with the hall light on. He told me why he did and said once he'd seen a man outside his door and since then was extremely fearful of sleeping in the dark. All these stories freaked me out but as I'd stopped seeing this man anymore I didn't do any investigation and left it be. Oftentimes randomly I still feel the evil presence or hear things like voices, but I no longer see the man. 
Ooh, sounds like the hat man. Yeah. Stalking a family. Yeah. We were just actually in between. We were talking. Toby doesn't, he's not really into vampires. Um, now, I do like a good vampire story. And I'm sort of trying to encourage him to watch, I think it's called 28 Days of Night. Because I do think you'd like that, Toby. Mm. It's a bit different to, you know, you're never going to, well, I'm not going to make you watch The Lost Boys, but it's a brilliant film. <laughs> and also Interview with the Vampire. There are loads of really good vampire films. If anybody, if I've missed any, I'd like somebody to, to point in a direction of a good vampire movie that Toby can watch so that we can get him into vampires. <laughs> You're not going to watch, um, what's that, what's that one called? You know, even George got into those and he doesn't like horror movies. What? You know, Bella. <laughs> Bella. Edward. What were they called? Twilight. Twilight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing that I don't like about vampires. That's actually the demonstration in my head what I don't like oh, about vampires. Oh, so you don't like vampire mm. movies because of Twilight? No, I just don't like it, vampires. Whenever I hear vampires, it just reminds me of like, just weird people like trying to be like werewolves and that. Mm. And just like, suck my blood. Like. I think they're making, remaking Nosferatu, which is, have you ever seen that black and white movie? Really creepy, sort of bold guy. And, and he has a shadow with crawls. Mm. I'll show you after we finish recording. That's Nosferatu. And it was like a really, it's a really old silent movie. And it freaks people right out. I think, I think maybe it was probably the first horror movie ever made. Um, but we'll have a look at that later. So it's creepy. I've never actually watched the film, but I think I should. Roger's seen it and he said it's really creepy. So yeah. I must remind myself to watch it. When I think of like, like silhouettes, when like, just creepy things of like a silhouette of a minute reminds me of the Mothman. Because mm. I, I remember I like, sat in bed and it was bare late as well mm-hmm. when I was younger. And you was watching the Mothman thing on a documentary thingy. Yeah. On like people like experiences like when they like act it out and that. Mm. But, yeah. Oh, I love the Mothman. I remember him just like standing in the window. But, yeah. Yeah. Have you, have you watched the Mothman Prophecies, the film with Richard Gere? It's good. It's good. And the, the only thing I've watched about the Mothman is that thing. Yeah. Okay. That was probably like Paranormal Witness or yeah. something like that. So I love the reenactment ones. Love them. <laughs> I I think they're just cringy because they're like they're, when they speak on <laughs> speak to him, they're just act, they're just not good, is it? Really? <laughs> it's funny. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Everything. Yeah, it's all pretty serious. I know what you know what you're saying. <laughs> right, are you ready for the third and final story? Yes, I am. I was visiting New Orleans with my girlfriend last year, and we decided to stay at a historic hotel in the French Quarter. The hotel was built in the 18th century and had a lot of history and charm. We checked in and got our room key. The receptionist told us that our room was on the third floor and that there was no elevator, so we had to take the stairs. She also warned us that the hotel was haunted and that some guests had reported strange noises and sightings. She said it was all part of the experience and that we shouldn't be afraid. We laughed it off and headed to our room. The room was cosy and quaint, with antique furniture and a four-poster bed. There was a fireplace, a balcony, and a bathroom with a clawfoot tub. 
we unpacked our bags and decided to take a nap before exploring the city. We cuddled up in bed and fell asleep. I woke up a few hours later, feeling thirsty. I got up and went to the bathroom to get a glass of water. As I was filling the glass, I heard a loud thud from the bedroom. I thought my girlfriend had fallen out of bed or knocked something over. I ran back to the bedroom and saw her lying on the floor unconscious. She had a large bruise on her forehead and blood on her nose. I panicked and called for help. I heard footsteps on the stairs and the door opened. It was the receptionist and a man who looked like a doctor. The receptionist asked me what had happened and I told her that I'd heard a thud and found her like this. The doctor said that she had a concussion and that we needed to take her to the hospital. He lifted her up and carried her downstairs. I followed them, feeling confused and scared. We got to the lobby and the receptionist called a taxi. She told me to grab our bags and meet them outside. I ran back to our room and grabbed our bags. As I was leaving the room, I noticed something that made me freeze. On the wall above the bed, there was a large hole. It looked like someone had punched through the plaster with a lot of force. I stared at the hole and felt a cold chill run down my spine. I realised that whatever had hit my girlfriend had come from that wall. I dropped the bags and ran out of the room. I joined the receptionist and the doctor outside and got in the taxi. We drove to the hospital and I prayed that my girlfriend would be okay. At the hospital, they took my girlfriend to the emergency room and told me to wait in the waiting area. I sat there, feeling numb and helpless. I wondered what happened in our room and who or what had attacked my girlfriend. I remembered the receptionist's warning and wondered if it was a ghost. I didn't believe in ghosts. I couldn't think of any other explanation. I felt a surge of anger and decided to call the hotel. I wanted to complain and demand a refund. I took out my phone and dialed the number. It rang a few times and then someone answered. Hello, this is the Hotel St. Louis. How may I help you? A cheerful voice said. Hi, this is the guy who was staying in room 312. I want to talk to the manager right now, I said, trying to sound calm. I'm sorry, sorry, sir, sir. but the manager manager is not available available at the moment. Can I take a message? message? The voice said. Yes, you can. Tell him that I'm at the hospital because his hotel is haunted and a ghost attacked my girlfriend. Tell him I want a full refund and an apology and tell him that I'm going to sue him and expose his hotel to the media. Do you understand? I said, raising my voice. There was a pause, and then the voice said, Sir, I'm afraid you've got the wrong number. This isn't the Hotel St. Louis. This is the Hotel Montelion. We are a different hotel in a different street. The Hotel St. Louis closed down ten years ago after a fire. It was never rebuilt. You must have dialed the wrong number. I'm sorry for your trouble, but I can't help you. Goodbye. The voice hung up and I was left speechless. I looked at my phone and saw that I had dialed the number that was on the hotel key. 
It was the same number that the receptionist had given me when we checked in. I checked the hotel website and saw that it was still active. It had pictures of the hotel and the rooms. It had a booking system and a contact page. It looked like a normal hotel website. But according to the voice on the phone, it was all a lie. The hotel didn't exist. It was a ghost hotel. Fear and disbelief washed over me. I questioned everything. Our stay, our encounters, the receptionist, the doctor. Were they real or ghosts? Was I going insane? Was I awake or was I still dreaming? I felt like a horror movie protagonist longing for an escape I wanted to wake up from. But I didn't wake up. This is real. This is happening. And I don't know how to get out of it. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That, that's a really freaky story because uh, like, I think I'd go insane. I think I'd be sectioned if something like that happened to me because it, it, like, what? What is going on? Yeah, whenever I think of, like, like people going insane because it's something scary, it just reminds me of that Michael Jackson thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because they were, that guy obviously found a DVD of the video. If you've seen the video, then you know what I'm talking about. Mm. It's like a, um, what are they called? Animatronic thingy. Mm. But, yeah, there's a video. And if you've seen the video, you know what it'd be like. And it, it made this guy go insane and he went to hospital I know one that really freaked Maisie out when she was younger um, was Salad Fingers. Oh, yeah, Salad Fingers. <laughs> I used to watch that with my mate just for because we found it funny. He's like, I like rusty spoons. Yeah, it is freaky. I like to crush them. That's a good good voice. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, finger. Thinking of hotels and that, we need to do one on the Cecil Hotel. We do. Because so much goes on in that place. Yeah. Well, I'm going to make a note of that for the new year. We'll do a Cecil Hotel episode for sure. Yeah. The only stories about I know about that place is like Richard Ramirez and that uh, Asian girl, where she was like, like there was a video of her in the lift. Eliza Lamb. When she was like scared and that, and mm. then like her body was found in the on the roof on the water thingy or whatever it was, sort of something like that yeah that is that and it still really puzzles me because yeah they never found out who did it I didn't think either yeah because apparently the door was locked so she shouldn't have been even able to I mean things can happen in doors yeah she climbed out the window into a ladder into Mm. the roof and then uh, yeah but they don't know how she managed to close the door on herself in the water thing in the jig yeah because it's definitely somebody else but they Mm. just don't know just freaky and the way she was behaving i mean yeah, it could be trust. mental health problems but it really looked quite frightening yeah. 
And she must have been petrified, the poor thing. That's the end of this episode, I and I will catch up with you again soon. We will catch up with you again on Monday for our main episode. And because that is being released, I think it's the 4th on Monday, which, of course, is the day before Krampus Night. So, nah. So the um, that will be our Krampus episode, so that you yeah. can, you can hang on to it if you want and listen on the Tuesday night, which is the fifth, which is Krampus night. <laughs> it's a funny one because people always think that Krampus night, like Krampus, comes on uh, Christmas Eve, but it's not. Krampus night is the night before Saint Nicholas Day, which is the sixth of December. But yeah, so it's the Krampus night is the fifth of December, not. Christmas Eve. So that's why we're going for Krampus stories yeah. on Monday, because it's the nearest one to the Tuesday. If Krampus were to come to my house in like December, mm-hmm. and like he didn't do anything the first time, then I'd start believing in him instead of Santa Baby Jesus God. Because, yeah. um, well, he's our visitor, and like, if he's like, come here, he knows where us is, and we just Treat, we could treat him nice. Yeah, you can. And bring ha- his Krampus bell on the table. Yeah, I've got a Krampus bell. Yeah. <laughs> I love that bell. And it stays out all year. <laughs> right, that's it from us. Take care, everyone. Good morning. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.